Welcome to another episode of Saturday Night Combos. My name's Ashley, and this is my cousin, confidant, and co-host, Reagan. And here we like to discuss things that are going on in the world. And what's going on in our own lives. Nothing is off the table here. So pull up a chair and join us for another Saturday Night Conversation. Hey guys, welcome to our third episode of Saturday Night Convos for our second season. Yay! Um, tonight we are going to be talking about something that I think impacts a lot of people. It is the big D. Divorce. Divorce. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is what we're talking about tonight. Um, I'm actually a child of divorce, an adult child of divorce because my parents uh separated and all of that fun stuff when I was about 22 so um yeah so I come from a different kind of perspective this is going to be like a therapy session for you it literally (laughs) literally. (laughs) um so but we're gonna talk about some stats and just um like the psychological effects on children um and even adults, because, you know, when the family breaks like that, it's still hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, grab a drink and let's get into it. Yay. So, so, Reagan, how frequent do you think divorce happens in Canada? In Canada? Mm-hmm. I have a stat for it. Oh boy. Well, I'm gonna say like fifty percent of divorces or fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. So I'm gonna say like I don't know, like a hundred a week. Okay, well I got a stat for about approximately thirty-eight percent. Okay. It's actually lower than what I thought. Wait, what what wait, wait, wait. Of thirty-eight percent of all marriages in Canada? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, that's the stat that I got. However, divorces are increasing. So in 2018, there was approximately 2.68 million people who obtained a legal divorce. Which, if you think, there's like 33 million people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So like 130th of the population? Yeah. Yes, Apparently, like we did not want to be with our significant others in 2019. I'm just really surprised that it's only 30, like 35 percent. 38 percent? Yeah, that's like, I don't, I don't know. I've always thought divorce rates were higher than that here. Mm-hmm. I guess not. I guess I don't, I don't know. They might not be counting like common law as divorce though, right? Or as separated or Mhm. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So well, just no, no. Go ahead. No, you go. You go. No, you have something there. You're so drive- go. No, you're driving this car. You go. <laughs> um, and then I looked up the stats on divorce in the U.S. And I know you have some stats for there as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But they were comparable. So do you want to share some of the fun stats that you have for the U.S.? Okay, sure. So, okay, so these are just some divorce facts. So these are for the U.S. It's called 32 Shocking Divorce Statistics. <laughs> and it's I'm literally looking at like a food label right now and it says divorce facts. Servings per marriage, 42 to 45%. <laughs> okay so divorces per so people who get married like once so their first marriage 42 percent of those in the u.s will end in divorce so that's i guess that's what like four percent higher than canada yeah which isn't bad yeah so but by the second marriage the divorce rate goes up to 60 percent and once once you hit the third marriage it's like all all downhill. It's like seventy three percent of those marriages end in divorce, mm-hmm. which is, in, like honestly, if you get married once and you get divorced, okay, and if you get married a second time, okay, 
by the third. Mm-hmm. Why would you even want to get married again? I don't know. Some people are eternally looking for love, right? I saw a recent episode of Dr. Phil, or I didn't see. I saw a clip yeah. of it on Facebook. Uh, Matt Watch. Yeah. And this woman had been married 10 times and was still looking for love. Oh, my God. And in all honesty, like... That is just a lot of energy yeah. to be married and a lot of money. Think think about if that woman took all of that time and money and put it into something productive. Mm-hmm. She could be like a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Ashley, what's the average age for divorce? I think you said that. Is it 30 or is it older? 30, yes. 30. 30. And there are... 100 divorces per hour in the u.s 100 that seems really like i i know it maybe it isn't but that seems really high it is it is it's huge i don't know i don't okay the top five states with the let's do the highest divorce rate first you were trying to guess some of these okay let's new york new york Okay, so for the highest divorce rates, so you're guessing New York. New York is not one of them. Okay. Uh, West Virginia. No. Texas. No, actually, it's it's somewhere else. Surprise. The lowest. Um, one more guess. Virginia. No. Okay, so that's top five states in the u.s with the highest divorce rates are arkansas nevada oklahoma nevada that nevada makes sense yeah 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 it's 4.6 out of every 1000 new nevadans get divorced (laughs) anyways okay so, so oklahoma is number three wyoming is number four and alaska surprisingly is number five that is surprising I mean, I guess, like, you would get tired of your partner pretty quick if you had to spend, like, 200 days with them locked up out of, like, the year because it's so cold up there, but still. Yeah, but, I don't know, it's nice out. Go fishing. I'm not a fishing person, but still. (laughs) Okay, the top five states with the lowest divorce rates. Okay, Texas. Mm Mm-hmm. Louisiana. Um, Ohio? Nope. <laughs> Delaware? No. No. Connecticut? No. Okay. Top five states with the lowest divorce rate as um, of 2015. Uh, Sorry. Uh, I was thinking of something with a V that's close to New York. Go ahead. I can't think of it. Virginia? No. That's okay. Go ahead. Okay. Top five states with the lowest divorce rates. Iowa. Mm. Illinois. Massachusetts. So the Midwest. Yeah. Texas. And Maryland. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So if you look at... So Arkansas in Arkansas, which is the first out of the five highest it's 4.8 in every 1,000 residents get divorced in Iowa it's 1.2 out of every 1,000 residents gets divorced that's high yeah what or no. I wonder why in Arkansas why it's so high you know, I don't know, because in Texas, like, you look at the Bible Belt, right? Texas makes sense, because it's the evangelical Christians, and once you get, right, yeah. Arkansas I'm surprised by, because it's still in that same region of the Bible Belt. Yeah. So I don't know why That's it's That's what so I mean, high. like, that, that, that kind of surprises me. That's why I was thinking more like New York, like, New York's mm-hmm. more, yeah, the city, like, that, that... Some people don't even know they're married. Go to Las <laughs> Vegas, they don't even know. That's why the divorce rate's so high there. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, some of those were surprising. Mm-hmm. Like the Midwest, like the fact that theirs are low, that does not surprise me because, right, you have a lot of large farming communities where yeah. a lot of traditional values, yeah. you get married, you stay married, right? Like, yeah. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some of those, very, very surprising. Yeah. And like Wyoming. I know. I know. Out in the again, middle of nowhere. Why? Again, Wyoming's... Right, like it's 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 not the mountain state, but it is very mountainous. Yeah. Uh, there's some people don't like it there, so they might move there, get married, whatever, and just mm-hmm. yeah, maybe maybe that could be it. I don't know, or maybe it's just really easy to get divorces in these places. Yeah, maybe some people like celebs like Wyoming. Kanye's moving there, so. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I don't know. He has okay. a ranch there. Okay. 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 I wanted to go on vacation to Wyoming because Flicka, right? Flicka's. Oh, yes. Yes. So yes. I was yes. like, let's go to Wyoming. And my partner is like, uh, no. There's nothing <laughs> in Wyoming. I was mountains. like, but there's mountains and it's so pretty. <laughs> What's in West Virginia? Mountains. Yeah. It's just like an easier drive. <laughs> Like, it was still, a, like, because we've gone to Tennessee, and Tennessee was a 10 or 12. It was, was 12, about, t- yeah, it was like 12 a hours. 12-hour drive. Yeah. Uh, and then West Virginia was eight hours. Really? Like it, was, it was in a bad drive. Because you, we drove through Michigan, and then mm-hmm. a little bit of Ohio, and then we briefly went through Kentucky, and then we were in West Virginia interesting so it was was so close yeah you don't realize did you know that joe manchin is the senator or one of the senators for west virginia i think i did know that yes (laughs) how did you know that watch cnn so what are some of your statistics that you got there um so i looked up divorce rate in the eu because i thought it might be interesting yeah we have some Um, listeners from europe mm -hmm. so which country has the lowest divorce rate do you think um i'd probably say like germany or brussels Mm, belgium so Norway. Nah, not Norway. Norway probably has one of the higher ones. According to the UN, the country with the highest divorce rate in the world is the Maldives. Really? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. With 10.97 individuals per thousand inhabitants per year. Wow. I'm just Googling where. So the Maldives is a little like tropical island off of Sri Lanka. (laughs) Yeah. And India. It's literally in the middle of the like Arabian Peninsula or the Arabian Sea. Okay. So uh the lowest divorce rates in Europe um were registered as Malta, so zero point seven divorcees per thousand persons, or Ireland. Wow, which really is surprising. Yeah. So these are lowest, so zero point seven mm-hmm. per thousand. Uh, Slovenia, which is 1.1 per thousand, and Bulgaria, Croatia, and Italy, all three were 1.5 per thousand. Really? Yes. Surprising? No, Ireland's a little bit surprising. Yeah. I I don't think, like, Italy is very surprising because they have an older population, right? Mm -hmm. So a more traditional um, demographic and culture, Yeah. 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 And it's funny, I've heard different things, like, uh, from individuals that have, like, um, immigrated here compared to, like, right, cultures have changed upon immigration. Yeah. yeah. And then, right, the cultures that are, are um, that stayed in Italy. So it's mm-hmm. still a very old, traditional. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Mm. So what are the countries with the highest divorce rates there? Uh. Portugal. Huh. Interesting. Whoa. So Portugal, 64.2. Luxembourg, 62.5. And Spain's 57.2. 
That means like, or is that per 100,000? It might be. That would make more sense. That would make more sense than that. No, it says per 100 marriages. So, you know what? If you think about it, mm-hmm. like we thought that it was 50% of marriages. Yeah. So, I it's guess, just yeah. it's just over that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then really, in all honesty, like Switzerland was 39.2. So, it's right around Canada mm-hmm. and the U.S. Yeah. And uh, the United Kingdom's over that at 41.2. Hmm. Um. And then Finland's at 50, but then you, uh, those are the, the Czechos, like, yeah. Yeah. So they're a little bit higher, but all of them are somewhere in the range of us. Wow. Interesting. However, Ireland's at 14.9. So I vote we all move to Ireland. I think that's a great idea. That is my, (laughs) my takeaway from this. (laughs) But again, like, I would say I would argue that Ireland still got that like traditional um, Catholic yeah. culture, right? Whereas yeah. a place like Spain or Portugal, they're very much more liberal in their thinking. Yes, right. And Luxembourg's very right. That's it's the last time I heard it was one of the it was the richest country in the world. Like, yeah, it's very yeah yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm. I've never looked at this before, so. Well, hey, that's why we're doing this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, do you have anything else to say about stats? I do not. I thought they were really interesting, and I'm not going to lie. I was kind of blown away at some of them. I am, too. I'm... You know what? I've always been told, or I've always like thought that it was fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of gives me a little bit of hope to like be like, there's less than a fifty percent chance that I would be divorced if I were to get married tomorrow. <laughs> there's a thirty-eight percent chance. There you go. <laughs> Even better. Even better. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um divorce or looking at the stats of divorce so looking at like how like the psychological effects on kids so divorce Mm. happens so say you get married and you know everything's you know not kosher and there's kids and whatever (laughs) i don't know how to say it i love that not kosher (laughs) um so like, as we're talking about this, I do want to say that we're not picking sides on anybody. We're just talking about this because it is relevant. Because I have, I know quite a few people who are either um, products of divorce or, um, I personally don't know anybody at my age who's divorced. I don't know if you do. Uh, nope, I don't. Most of my friends aren't even married yet. So... <laughs> <laughs> But I I am not a product of divorce, so I don't really have any, like, personal mm-hmm. takes on this. I will say that, I mean, in, I remember in my grade 12 sociology class, we were asked, um, who in the class, you know, I think, I think the question was, who in the class still has, like, their parents married? And there were probably, there were like 20 people in the class and probably only six of us raised our hand. Wow. So, I mean, that gives you like a good like reference point. But Mm -hmm. I mean, other than that, I really don't have any experience with this topic. So it'll be really interesting to kind of get your perspective and hear some stuff about it. Sure. So my story, um, again, saying this as like, this is just for everybody's knowledge. I'm not choosing sides. I'm just, you know, uh, just putting that out there. So my parents um, separated when I was 22 and it had been rocky for a while Um, however, there had never been any discussion. So I got home, um, it it was July 19th of, I think it was 2000, 
four, 13. I think it was, I want to say 2000, I think it was 2014. 2014. So I got home um, from shopping in the States with, because it was, we were shopping for my best friend's wedding. Um, and I was super excited. And then my mom comes up to me and just says, Hey, I just want to tell you that your dad told your sister that we're getting a divorce. Um, and I'm just like, Deer like, in the headlights, like broke down, down. like yeah. literally like broke down. Yeah. Um, and from there, I literally got in my car and just went to my my partners my boyfriends and I just went I can't live here this isn't gonna go well like in my head going like I had seen right like sometimes when you know things aren't going well you put blinders up and after the fact I saw things like I saw patterns yeah yeah and so that day yeah I moved out oh wow I said, I can't be here. I like emotionally, I can't deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. And then about two weeks later, my mom and my mom moved my 16 year old brother out mm. yeah. of the marital home and moved him in with my sister. Right. So it was just a really, like I was older. My yeah. brother was still under 18. I had two older sisters who were both out of the house. Mm -hmm. So I feel for my dad in that situation because he, right, everybody left. So that's, I feel for him. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a lot more going on in that situation than I was aware of. Yeah. Um, So again, this is six years ago. Uh, My life has changed dramatically. Mm -hmm. But since then, um, it's been you know, like there's been a lot of back and forth. There's been times when things have been kosher (laughs) and there's been times when things haven't been kosher. And a lot of the time things aren't kosher and it leaves a lot of stress on my siblings and I. And I think the one thing I can say Mm -hmm. um, as, as as a parent who has brought a child up, so like my son's now at the age where he doesn't understand completely why his grandparents don't speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have to, like, he asked them, mm-hmm. he asks my mom why she doesn't live with my dad. Mm-hmm. Or he'll ask, like, he'll ask them both questions. So I have to try to interfere with that mm-hmm. to try and not cause anything. So as a parent, I'm now trying to explain things to my almost Mm five-year-old that they love each other. They're a family, you know, they love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, trying to not put, you know, generational trauma onto him Yeah, because it's not his fault. He came into this, Mm -hmm. but it leaves a lot on me. And I don't think my parents, I truly don't think my parents mean to do it. Mm -hmm. But I myself have been separated and I, when I was, did everything in my power Mm -hmm. to not put anything on my kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a generational thing that I'm completely in this for, like, I... If anything happens, I will do anything for my kid. Yeah. And when their marriage ended, there was a lot of resentment. Mm-hmm. And it was taken out on us. Yeah. So if anybody gets anything from this, just remember, like, just because that didn't work out, just remember that you still have kids out of it you still have to get along yeah so that's my story it's been it's been a long like I'm hoping eventually things will settle but I can't be unrealistic that I won't my son's first birthday like I was really excited um 
my dad didn't show up to my son's birthday party. Mm -hmm. And that really just kind of stabbed me. Hmm. And that I had to adapt to that, that I do separate birthday parties. Yeah. Like this year, COVID's great. (laughs) I don't have to worry about it. (laughs) Right. Like, um, but last year they both showed up to a school event. Right. So like they're, they're slowly coming around to stuff, but yeah. Yeah. It's anxiety. Yeah. On me because I'm like, how are they going to interact? Yeah. I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I just had this thought. So a lot of, so a lot of the divorce stories I've heard, Mm -hmm. the one that you just explained is on like, if we're going from like zero to 10 on like the kosher scale mm-hmm. or like zero is like really good and 10 is like not good at all. Yours yeah. would be closer to the 10. Whereas I've heard stories about, you know, families who get together for Christmas, even though they're divorced, they still do Christmas with their children all together. Yeah. Everyone, right. Or ex-in-laws coming over for Christmas dinner because they have nowhere else to go mm-hmm. right or you know divorced parents who got remarried who still did everything with mm-hmm. their ex-spouses and their mm-hmm. new partners right but I think the thing that came to mind when you were talking about Liam is that I think I'm not a psychologist here or an analyst okay. But I think that, you know, when your parents divorced and you said you, like, they put a lot of stuff on you and they still put a lot of stuff on you guys. And they're slowly coming around with Liam. But I think that's because you guys were so much older mm-hmm. when they separated, right? They didn't, yeah. have, they didn't have these events that they felt obligated to go to, yeah. right? Or reasons to be civil with each other. Right? When you're talking about their grandchild, well, nobody wants to miss, you know, events, especially as the child grows, right? Yeah. So there's a reason there mm-hmm. to be a little bit more civil with each other. Yeah, and you know what? There's 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 multiple sides to every story, right? And yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to get into what they went through. It's yeah. it's from my point of view. Yeah. Um and yeah. Again, there's a whole backstory. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm on good terms with both of my parents. I love them both. Um, but yeah, it's. I'm glad that things have come around to the point where, you know, I can. If again, once he's back in school, yeah. if he has something, they will both show up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because. Like, I have a really good relationship with my in-laws. Like, mm-hmm. I have a fantastic relationship with them. I I want there to be that open relationship with all of his grandparents mm-hmm. because I don't, I just, they all live within a five minute. You want him to be close to his grandparents, yeah, right? I want him to have that yeah. with yeah. all of them. So yeah. he, I'm very fortunate that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know six years ago if that would happen, yeah. but it has. So oh, there it's you go. progress, progress. And you know what? Um, I think with all relationships, there's always going to be ebbs and flows, right? And yep. Yep. there are lots of ebbs and flows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But I'm really fortunate I have siblings who have gone through this mm-hmm. with me. Yes, and absolutely. If I'm feeling something, mm-hmm. I just call one of them. And yeah. I'm really close with all of my siblings, mm-hmm. which I couldn't say 10 years ago with my brother because yeah. we're very, right, we're, he's younger and I'm like five years older. Yeah. So we've had our tiffs. So, yeah, yeah so that's... Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, out of the hardest events comes, right? Yeah. It, it comes prosperous fruit, right? Mm-hmm. 
sibling relationships exactly yeah yeah and i can truly like like all of my siblings like all of our relationships are different but they're definitely probably at the best spot they've ever been oh that's good i don't steal as much clothes from my oldest sister as i used to (laughs) (laughs) well that's good i'm sure she appreciates In terms of, like, what, you know, the family unit goes through, like, Mm -hmm. divorce is something that, you know, it depends on how, like, the communication is, right? Like, we had very, like, it was what it was kind of communication, but, like, for for families out there that go through it and decide to you know do holidays together and christmases together and all of that like they make a choice that they're going to put things aside and yeah Yeah. so looking back as you were growing up because you said you know once it happened you kind of hindsight's 2020 so what were kind of some of those predictors that you saw kind of after the fact that you kind of realized oh like that happened or like that was kind of like an indicator to me i don't want to say a lot i will say one um i showed up so the day that i found out i showed up at my boyfriend's and he like I walked in the door and I was like a ball like a a mess and he's like oh my god you found out so other people knew but he didn't feel like it was his place because right like there was I live in a very small community Mm -hmm. so there was like rumors and like he's friends with one of my dad's good friend right so like he had heard something but he didn't know if it was true yeah um so yeah there was that and then um i think a couple months later i saw somebody from our community and she was just like your parents haven't been happy for a really long time and i'm just like things like that yeah that were just said and like you when you're in right when you're growing up you don't know anything different yeah Yeah. right yeah yeah so and i think really all that especially an adult like any anybody who goes through anything all you can do is learn from it yeah and just try to do better yeah for sure for sure and yeah that's really again i have made my fair share of mistakes but yeah that's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. So looking forward, what, how have you taken what you've learned out of kind of that seasonal life and applied it to your own relationship and um, going forward? Like what, what tangibles have you taken away that like, I need to be able to do this better in order to make, you know, my relationship so much stronger? I really believe in communication. I yeah. talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that was one of the key things that, mm-hmm. you know, communication yeah. and just having my own sense of self. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and just never giving up on things that I believe in. Mm-hmm. I'm a very strong and independent person. Mm-hmm. And the moment I give up on that, mm-hmm. like, is the moment that, like, why am I fighting for all of this? Yeah. So. Yeah. And, like, my relationship with my partner is just as important as my relationship with my son. Like, all of mm-hmm. that's important. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just making sure all those relationships are intact. Yeah. I'm really yeah. big on communication, though. So, if something's bothering me. I say it because it doesn't leave me alone. Like, I'm just like, no, that's bothering me. And I have a little bit of OCD. So typically I'm just like, okay, you need to move that. I'm not a fun person to live with. 
That's okay. I do. I'm very vocal. You know what? You know what I've learned over the past 10 years? I've learned that you have to be able to speak up for yourself. You yes. have to be able to have a voice because until you can communicate what you need or how you're feeling, you're not really moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. So I find, like, I am so assertive now. I am able to tell my dad exactly what I need or other people exactly what I need or what I think. And it may not always go over so well, but say 80% of the time it doesn't go over well because I get the eye roll from somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, But at least I am saying this is what I need and this Mm -hmm. is how I feel, right? Mm -hmm. I feel I'm sorry Um, I feel like I never really growing up I didn't really have a sense of self Mm -hmm. and going into my adulthood I really had to gain that sense of self Mm -hmm. for me to like just be successful as a person yeah because like I so much revolved around being on the farm like I didn't do sports in high school because I had to get home to do chores mm-hmm. and like because I I that's what I said like I had to do that yeah and like there's just things that like when I was off the farm like I had to kind of re just figure out me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what did you what do I do with all of this time that I have now? exactly yeah yeah. And like this, especially in this season of life, mm-hmm. past COVID, like it's, it's unique time, right? Because this is my second, like I did a maternity leave and now I'm off another eight months. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely an interesting time because like, what are we doing with all of our time? Like, it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting time. Yeah. Yeah, no, it so, for sure is. So I think for me, it's just really having a strong sense of self and like what your values are and what what yeah. you believe in and yeah. all of that stuff. Because if I don't have that, I'm just like floating, and yes. I don't do well with floating. Yeah, <laughs> and then just like striving, like I'm raising a five year old, so just trying to give him all the opportunities I can for learning and just yeah trying to be the best mom I can be it's having that purpose right yeah because once you're without that purpose you just as you said you float right yeah and then things just don't work yeah yeah and he's at a really fun age right now so (laughs) he keeps you so busy oh my gosh he's so (laughs) so fun he was playing this after this morning and he was like with his trains and he was like doing like a southern drawl like he was like (laughs) this I can't even do it like it was so funny and I tried to record it and he I was like hey can you do that again and he wouldn't but then he was like I'm gonna do dance moves (laughs) like oh my god you're ridiculous we're coming Texas we're coming why are you talking in a southern drawl Because he oh, knows yeah. how much Reagan loves the, so, so, the Southern States. That was a really bad accent. But whatever. It's okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, then I would be looking down at my phone and he'd be like, Mommy, look at me. Then I'd look down and he'd be like, Mommy, look at me. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's so hilarious. <sighs> that's so funny. FYI, I saw today Kate plus eight selling her house. Really? Yes, I saw that. Wow. Speaking of divorces that went turmoil. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this trip goes like lunch. Like, it has to be, like, to be on a reality show and to put your kids through that and then to, like, go through this massive divorce that, you know, you know, they'll Google, you know, in the future when they're old enough to Google. Like, those kids are, like, 18 now, right? So they probably already Google. But, like... Uh, like, the older kids are, but the younger kids are... No, the younger kids are, like, 16. 16. Yeah. Oh, are they 16? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Thought they were. They're born in two thousand five. Through five, two thousand three, two thousand. No, two thousand five. Oh, okay. Yeah, five. It's twenty. There's six. I think there's sixteen. I can't do the math. I can't do the. You know what though? I remember watching like the pilot of that show with my mom. She's like, "Oh, this is such a nice show." (laughs) Yes, it's edited to look that way. Yeah. I don't know. It's such a all of the headlines that have come out of that. I know. And like Kate plus date. Yes, we want to watch Kate go on dates. That's exactly what I want to watch. Yeah, exactly, right? Good gosh. And then like her kids like picking sides and it's just it's but not healthy. Again, I mean he's I, not he's not a stain either, right? But no, and right, I I just, I think it goes back to, like, y'all aren't married anymore. Yeah. yeah. Put it down. You yeah. got eight kids. That's where it's important. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I think that's, maybe, but maybe, right, speaking of, hey, this is speaking of our last episode, go check it out on our link tree. Um, <laughs> right? Millennials. So we're just, I think we look at things that, as, like, a different perspective yeah that like like we're not looking at all of the baggage it's just more of like okay that's past okay where are we at now yeah yeah we've dropped this time to move on and like if we're wrong on that let us know but that's kind of how i view it as yeah yeah okay so i literally i just googled this because you brought up millennials so in bloomberg here's another one Millennials are causing the U.S. divorce rate to plummet. They're waiting until it's all secure before tying the knot. Americans under the age of 55 have a novel way to rebel against their elders. They're staying married. New data shows younger couples are approaching relationships very differently from baby boomers who married young, divorced, remarried, and so on. Generation X, and especially Millennials, are being pickier about who they marry, tying the knot at older ages when educated. Careers and finances are on track. The result is a U.S. divorce rate that dropped 18% from, two th- from 2008 to 2016, according to an analysis by the University of Maryland Sociology. Hmm. So, that's really interesting because I have found... That the way that I am approaching, like, this whole, like, dating thing, like, kind of where is my life going thing is with what I like to call purpose. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, I'm forcing myself to be picky. I'm like, I have to keep my standards high because I don't want to be divorced. Yeah. Once I get married, that's it. Right? So I think Mm -hmm. that mindset... It's really interesting how it's caused the divorce rate to plummet almost 20%. And that would have been under 10 years, 2008 to 2016, I think. Right, you think, though, like, right, people aren't getting married at, like, 20. Yeah. It gives you more time to know your, who you are as a person. Absolutely. What you want in a partner. Preach. You're not going to go just marry Joe Blow down at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> preach, sister, preach. Right? And then, yeah. right, in 10 years, you're going to be like, why the hell did I marry him? Why yeah. now I have two kids? And, yeah. Right? And if you choose to do that, all the best to you. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I understand why it's gone down. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think that we're getting smarter and it's actually i've known people actually somebody somebody that i know pretty well um she she actually moved in with somebody and she was like if we hadn't lived together before we got married we probably wouldn't have got married ah that's so funny right but like a lot of people that i know have lived together before they got married right because it actually right like it decreases the stress Mm-hmm. after you get married yeah yeah and i shouldn't say anything because i'm ma- i'm not married um but we do eventually have plans of getting married yeah 
when when would that would you like to lay out a date for us or a timeline perhaps no. um <laughs> but like we're not against it but it's yeah. just i think it has to be on your time frame because yeah. right looking at those statistics from 10 years ago that's a scary thing because divorce is expensive right mm -hmm. especially if you're looking at well, it depends on how long you've been married. You have to pay out however much of your, you know, CPP and all of this stuff. So yep. divorce can be expensive. Yeah, for sure. Getting married is also expensive. You know what? You know what? If 2020 has taught me anything, it is that I don't need the big fancy wedding. If yeah. I were to get married tomorrow or next week, I would literally go to like, I don't know, the woods or like city hall or something and just get married. And yeah. then, like the big party afterwards when everybody, you know, doesn't have to wear their fucking masks and be socially distant. Which is a lot of fucking alcohol and just have a good yes, I had my ride my my gin tonight. <laughs> but that is what I have I I don't need the fancy stuff. Yeah. A marriage isn't about it's not about, you know, where you get married or what you wear. It's about who you are marrying and making that marriage strong enough to weather those difficult times, right? If you live through 2020, then you could probably live through marriage. <laughs> no, and I 100% I agree with that because at the end of the day, right, one day isn't going to change the rest of your marriage. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't know you've probably watched that the show for why or not for four weddings yes. four weddings four weddings yes and the amount of money that they spend on those days right mm -hmm. they might look nice but at the end of the day one of those one of those yeah um uh, couples probably don't end up staying married if you're looking at the stats yeah yeah so yeah and they throw all their money in this pot just to try and win this show so that they can get a or get a divorce to get a honeymoon <laughs> but if they had the smaller wedding they would be able to afford the honeymoon and they wouldn't have yeah. to the show. <laughs> yeah that, no you're right right yeah i don't know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me like i've never been somebody for a big wedding yeah like yeah i'm just it doesn't I don't know. I don't really like standing up in front of people. I, when I stood up in my my friend's wedding, I literally like just hightailed it down the aisle. <laughs> I was like, I just have to get there. She's like, you walked really fast. And I was like, yeah. Oh, so divorce. Ah, so, divorce. I tell you. So you wanted to talk about some other stuff too. Uh, I think we touched on the psychological effects on children. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think we touched on a lot of stuff today. I think we did. I think this was a good conversation to have. Yeah, yeah, interesting. It is. It's very interesting. I think, right? Like, if you, if especially right where I'm a year and a half away from thirty, which is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, but if you think about it, right? Like, I, I don't. That's the most what was that stat that's the most common age to get a divorce yes yes that's crazy isn't that like i don't know i just like i have friends getting like engaged and married or getting ready to be married nowadays and i'm kind of like yeah like uh, i'm 27 like mm. but then other days i'm like not yet i need to i need to get to 30 and that's that just proves it right because yeah. i don't want to be divorced by 30 right mm -hmm. crazy crazy yeah no i'm think i'm good till i'm 30 once i get to 30 i'll hire the indian matchmaker to find me someone <laughs> okay auntie i'm ready <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh oh. Uh. That's yeah. a funny show. It is. Did you watch it? I still have to finish the last three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, we are talking about the Indian matchmaker on Netflix. 
if you want yeah if you want a funny like show watch it (laughs) indian matchmaker guys on netflix you should watch it because it is really funny and just like quirky like it's 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 a funny yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and you get to see a, a different cultural side too, which I found fascinating. Yes, that was really interesting. Yeah. Okay, Reagan, do you have anything to add? Um, I do. We have a PSA, Ashley, because this episode today is the twenty fourth, but this will drop on the thirty first, and the thirty first is closest to November the. 3rd and november the 3rd for all of our american listeners because we know there are so many of you and we so love that you listen to us you need to vote we don't care who you vote for just just vote. vote have your voice heard and participate in your democracy that is our psa yes and we thank you for voting because again at, at the end of the day, as long as the democracy is heard, it doesn't matter who gets in. Yeah. But just vote. Just vote. Please. Please just vote. Vote, vote, vote. Anyways, um, thank you for joining us this week, guys. We hope that this was relatable for you. I'm sure a lot of you can relate. And if you have stories that you want to tell us, you can email us at SaturdayNightConvos at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at saturday night convos and twitter we're getting at night convos convos night convos night sorry Convo- come on, ashley come on ashley we're getting better at updating that we don't have a quite down yet but uh, ashley's going to get on that <laughs> i couldn't log in <laughs> i'll send you the information okay so anyway. we're getting better at that <laughs> all right guys don't forget to subscribe so new episodes pop up on your streaming platform automatically you don't have to go searching for us and if you like you don't want to miss us exactly we have seven more fantastic topics that are coming your way so subscribe subscribe yes that's right and if you like what you heard you can pass this along to your friends and you can also comment and leave us a rating because we like to hear from you yes (laughs) okay thanks so much guys we hope that you found this educational and you learned something or you know whatever and if you didn't just send us let us know we hope you all have a great night and a great week and we will talk to you soon all right bye bye